Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of Burns Banter, the podcast that takes a fresh look at the life and works of Robert Burns, hosted by myself, Alistair Turnbull. In this episode, we're looking at uh, one of Robert's most famous and most recited poems, Address to a Haggis. Now, this poem is a major part of any burn supper anywhere in the world, and I'll explain a little bit about that to you just now. If you go to an organised burn supper, which would be a club or a hotel or something, you know, uh, what usually happens is the haggis is piped into the room by a bagpipe player, and the haggis is carried on the shoulder of a chef on a big silver platter, and it's taken through the tables of people who are usually standing up clapping as it comes into the room. It's then taken to the top table and put down in front of either the host of the evening or an honoured guest. Uh, the bagpipe player will then be given a, a wee dram of whiskey, which he drinks, and then he leaves the room playing the bagpipes. And either the host or an honoured guest then recites the poem addressed to a haggis before anybody in the room gets served their food. It's a great thing to see. You should get yourself invited along to a burn supper. They really are good fun. I mean, even if you have a small one in the house and it's just a few guests around the table, uh, the host still likes to carry in the haggis uh, to some pipe music, probably played from Spotify or something, and then recite the poem addressed to a haggis. So as I said, it's a major part of any burn supper. But I want to ask a few questions about it. Uh, first of all, what is haggis? What are you actually eating? Where did it come from? The second question I want to ask is, when did Robert write the poem, Addressed to a Haggis? There's some confusion about when he did it. Uh, Then I'm going to read the poem, Addressed to a Haggis, to you. And then I'm going to read a modern version, because there's a lot of old Scots words in the original that you will not understand. And then we'll finish this episode off with a few fun facts. So, let's dive in and start asking the questions. Okay, the first question. What is a haggis? Well, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not a small furry creature that runs around the hills in Scotland. That's just what we tell tourists, okay? A haggis is actually um, a dish made up of liver, heart, lungs, which is minced up and then mixed with fat, oatmeal and onion, together with a little bit of pepper and spices stuffed into a, a sheep's stomach. Although the modern ones is just stuffed into like a sausage casing, you know. Uh, You might think, why would anybody want to eat that? Well, haggis was a dish born of necessity. It goes back hundreds, if not thousands of years. And it's when people did not want to waste any food because there was not enough food to go around. Say an animal had been either uh, killed during a hunt or an animal from a farm had been killed and they were basically processing it to get the meat from it. All the good meat would go to the the wealthy people or the people who could afford the good meat. Uh, The liver and the kidney was usually just uh, fried and eaten during that process because it didn't really stay for very long. It went off quite quickly. But you couldn't fry like the heart, the lungs, the stomach or anything like that. You just can't do it. It uh, You were not able to do that. So people came up with a recipe and basically chop up the liver, the heart, the lungs, stuff it into the stomach along with some oats and some spices, sew the stomach back up again and boil it. That gave you another good, nutritional, hearty meal from the animal that, that would may, may have otherwise have been thrown away. 
So it's getting the best from the animal, basically. But it was a poor person's meal. A king or a queen wouldn't eat haggis. They would eat the best cuts of meat from the animal. So it's a meal born of necessity. It's using the parts of the animal that otherwise would have been thrown away. That's where it came from. Uh, Even during Robert's time in the 18th century, though, haggis was actually quite a delicacy. It was quite an extravagance to have that on the table. If you were poor, you basically lived on vegetables. The, The Burns family at one point had no meat on the table for two years because they were so poor. So to them, having a haggis would have been an extravagance, an excellent meal, a nutritionist, a healthy, wholesome meal. So that's what it is. That's a haggis. That's what you're eating. Okay. Uh, In the modern uh, day, it's a lot better. I'll tell you about that after the poems. A second question. When did Robert write Address to a Haggis? Well, he wrote it in 1786. And there's two versions of uh, how he wrote it. People say that he wrote it uh, when he went to a dinner uh, in Edinburgh uh, for a guy called Andrew Bruce, who was a wealthy merchant. And he wrote it to entertain the wealthy guests when he got there, you know, some fun. Because basically, Addressed to Haggis, it's a tongue-in-cheek poem. It's not really that serious. It's more for a laugh, you know. I mean, great chieftain of the pudding race, you know. Uh, The other thing, people also say that he wrote it during a dinner at his mate John Morrison's house, who was a cabinet maker in Mocklin, and they said that he wrote it there, uh, and he brought it to Edinburgh and used it. Personally, I, I believe he probably did start writing it uh, back in Mocklin uh, at John Morrison's house. Maybe I've seen the haggis and went, whoa, look at that, and was inspired to start writing this address to a haggis, but it probably wasn't the words that we recognise today. What I think happened is he took that with him to Edinburgh, he brushed it up, he made it better, and when he went to his friend uh, Andrew Bruce's house, he then uh, said the address to Haggis that we know today. It's probably a brushed up version of the one that he, he started off in Mocklin. Anyway, the one thing I can tell you definitely is that uh, it was first published uh, in Edinburgh on the 20th of December 1786 in a, in a paper called the Caledonian Mercury. And it was the first ever poem by Burns to be published in a periodical, i.e. a newspaper or a magazine. So quite a big uh, event for him. Also, it was one of the only poems in 1786 of note that he wrote uh, when he was in Edinburgh. He didn't. It wasn't a very good period for him uh, work-wise, probably because he was out having a good time in Edinburgh at parties all the time. He kept on getting invited out to rich, wealthy merchants' houses, and he would drink wine and uh, you know go to drinking clubs with his friends and stuff. So he was too busy having a good time in Edinburgh to write anything worthwhile. So this is one of the poems he wrote during that period that is any good. So we know what a haggis is. We know when he wrote it, roughly. So let's go ahead now and recite the original poem. Okay, here we are. The original poem, uh, addressed to a haggis by Robert Burns, written in 1786. And I'm uh, reading it from my book, Robert Burns' Food and Drink, which is available on Amazon. Here we go. Far fair your honest sonsy face, great chieftain o' the puddin' race, Aboon them a' ye tak your place, pain stripe or theorem. Well are ye worthy, o' a grace, 
as lang as my earum. The groaning trencher there you fill, your hurdies like a distant hill, your pin would help to mend a mill in time o' neat, while through your pores the dews distill like amber beat. His knife see rustic labour dicht, and cut ye up with ready slicht, trenching your gushing entrails bricht like ony ditch. And then, oh, what a glorious sight, warm, reeking rich. Then horn for horn they stretch and strive, deal take the hindmost on they drive, till all their well-swelt kites belive are bent like drums. Then old Gidman, most likely to rive, bethank it, hums. Is there ever his French ragout, or olio that would stow a sou, or fricassee would make her spew with perfect scunner, looks down with sneering scornful view on sick a dinner? Poor devil! See him ower his trash, as feckless as a withered rash, his spindle shank a gid whip lash, his neave a knit, through bloody flood or field to dash, oh how unfit. But mark, the rustic hag is fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread, clapping his wheelie neave a blade, he'll mack it whistle and legs and arms and heads will sned like taps o' trissle. Ye powers, we make mankind your care, and dish them out their bill o' fare. Old Scotland wants nae skinking wear that jopes in luggies. But if you wish her a grateful prayer, gear a haggis. A lot of old Scots words there that you'll have no chance of understanding, which is why I'm just about to read to you a modern version of the same poem. Again, it's in my book, Robert Burns' Food and Drink, available on Amazon. And uh, here we go. Let's do a modern translation. Address to a Haggis. Modern Translation. Good luck to you and your honest plump face, great chieftain of the sausage race. Above them all you take your place, stomach, tripe or intestines. Well are you worthy of a grace, as long as my arm. The groan and trencher, there you fill, your buttocks like a distant hill. Your pin would help to mend a mill, in time of need while through your pores the dews distill like amber bead. His knife, see rustic labour wipe, and cut you up with ready slight, trenching your gushing entrails bright like any ditch. And then, oh what a glorious sight, warm, steaming, rich. Then spoon for spoon, they stretch and strive, devil take the hindmost, on they drive, till all their well-swollen bellies by and by are bent like drums. Then the old head of the table, most likely to burst, the grace, he hums. 
Is there over his French ragout, or olio that would sicken a sow, or fricassee would make her vomit with perfect disgust? Looks down with sneering scornful view on such a dinner. Poor devil, see him over his trash, as feeble as a withered rush, his thin legs a good whip lash, his fist a nut. Through bloody flood or field to dash, oh, how unfit! But mark, the rustic haggis fed, the trembling earth resounds his tread, held in his ample fist a blade, he'll make it whistle, and legs and arms and heads will cut off like the heads of thistles. You powers, who make mankind your care, and dish them out their bill of fare. Old Scotland wants no watery stuff that splashes in wooden bowls. But if you wish her a grateful prayer, give her a haggis. Basically, haggis is brilliant, everyone else is rubbish. <laughs> a poem, it's meant to be a bit tongue-in-cheek, and it is a bit tongue-in-cheek, saying it's a fabulous dish, when it's really just a poor man's dish. In modern times, you get all kinds of haggis. I, I don't think they use lungs anymore. I think it's been outlawed, I think. I, but it's, And they don't use stomach of sheep anymore. It's a, it's a sausage casing. But they still use a lot of the pluck and the offal from the animal to, to get best use out of the animal, you know. But I, one other thing about haggis, a vegetarian haggis is hugely on the rise. I think last year, out of all the haggises that were sold, it was between 25 and 40% of them was vegetarian haggis. So it is on the rise. And also haggis has taken on a more of an international flavour as well. I was in an Indian restaurant the other day there and they had, for a starter, a haggis pakora. And it was absolutely lovely. I think Burns would have approved. Anyway. I hope you understand more about Address to a Haggis. I hope you understand more about his place in the night of a burn supper. I, If you get a chance, go to a burn supper. You'll enjoy it. But until then, and until the next episode, Slanjua. Mm-hmm.